0: the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Moats on your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR.
1: What's going on Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Moats. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Betwixt the duo of us. We've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest of what you should know by now. You want to get involved, the best way to do so is tweet us. Hit us up on X, whatever the heck we're going to call it. We'll take your questions, your comments, your concerns, your reactions. At Wesley Uler, at the Body 52 The Body. And Arthur Motes, it ain't just a Monday. What, what type kind, of day is what it? What kind of Monday is it? It's a victory. Victory. Monday.
0: Don't you love it? Don't Victory! It, it? it sure does. All Mondays hit better when there's a victory associated with them.
1: Especially a victory against those much-hated Baltimore Ravens. Yes.
0: <laughs> little rat bird, Stu. little this, rat bird, stew. The Steelers,
1: somehow, someway, 17-10 to 10, over the Ravens yesterday at Akersher Stadium on the North Shore. And at 17-10, to mozi Normal score, right? I mean, the Steelers just scored two touchdowns and kicked a field goal. Wasn't anything crazy that happened in the... Oh, there was. Um, <laughs> there was a blocked punt. There was uh, seemingly a tale of two halves from both teams. Hold on, hold
0: on, hold on, Wes, are you telling me we actually witnessed three phases of football? Three.
1: Phases.
0: Are, are you actually telling me that AFC special teams? Football. Are you actually telling me that special teams matters big time, and not just Boz kicking field goals? It actually matters in terms of the protection, in terms of the coverage, in terms of securing the catch, along with ball security in the return game. You mean to tell me special teams really mattered? I love when real football oh, gets buddy. played, and everybody gets oh, a chance to buddy. really witness why we talk about three phases of football, and why we also say it's more than one way to win a game. Because I don't know if you saw this, Wes. You know, I was traveling a little bit, so I had a little extra time on my hands to be researching. Sure. But I I was under the impression you couldn't win a game if you didn't score 30 points this weekend. That that was that was what my impression was, <laughs> based on everything that I saw. It was like, you just can't win if you don't score 30. Well, because I... we haven't scored 30 and I mean, you know, it's been... Thirty hundred gears, you know what I'm saying. That means we gotta be just terrible, but we ha- we won. I don't, I just don't know how that worked out, bro. But it said everything that I had saw said you couldn't win without I scoring thirty. That was like the big point of emphasis this week,
1: buddy. It, and it's you so how did so in, they in have? The, in just, the first quarter. Curious. It looked like you were gonna need to score thirty.
0: I'm just curious. That's so, yeah. <laughs> all. So, hold on. You mean something's four quarters of football? You you can't lose the game. Just Is that what you're telling me? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. No, 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 West, West, West. So you're telling me, Wes. That you could actually still put together some scoring drives. You can still move the ball later on the game. You, that's what you told me. Even though it didn't that's, happen in the first quarter, that's what or, I'm you. or or wait a minute, it can happen in the first quarter, Wes. You could come out guns blazing, Wes, and then it won't happen in the third and fourth quarter? Turn? Is, that you're is that what you're telling me? I, I have I'll heard just, about
1: these things called adjustments I'm, before. I'm just
0: confused. I've heard about I these thought, things called adjustments I before. I thought it was whatever you see on the opening drive is the end all, be all, and your mind has to be set 100%, and that's why, you know, you either got to boo every single time, or you're going to cheer every single time, but there's no in between. That's what I was under the impression of, Wes. I was just so confused. I've been looking forward to seeing you today because I was just so confused, I just didn't think this was possible. Well, let me let me on, clear up some things. No, for I, I got one more question. Okay, okay, hold on. going to write more. this all down. Okay, now I was told that we were essentially the worst team. Coach Tom had lost the locker room. We got the worst coach staff. Quarterback ain't worth anything. We just trash. I mean, we might as well be tanking for Caleb or Shador. I was say, someone or anybody said that else. the Steelers
1: should trade TJ yeah. Watt, George Pickens, three first round draft <laughs> picks.
0: And, and, and this is my issue. All right, I know I'm not the numbers guy. I'm not a math guy. I don't care about all that stuff. But what was our record again? Right now? Three and two. Okay, well, what's the Ravens' record? Three and two. What's the Bengals' record?
1: Two and three?
0: What's the Buffalo Bills' record? Three and two, I got three you. Three and two, okay. Yeah, okay I was okay, going okay, to think okay. about that one for uh, a half
1: uh, second. Uh, uh,
0: j- Jacksonville Jaguars, three and two. Three and uh, two. J- God dang. Chiefs?
1: Oh, they're four and one. Oh,
0: four, oh, so they got just one win? This is. You said we're three and two, you said they're four and one? No, no, that can't be right. It can't be, I definitely heard them numbers wrong. I couldn't have heard the numbers wrong. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So three and two, how many division ones we got right now? Two. One,
1: two, buckle my shoe.
0: So technically, we're number one in the AFC North on top of this, right? Uh,
1: remember, we had this conversation I'm, earlier. I'm
0: just, tr- I'm confused. The, West, uh, West. If the
1: season ended today, guys, versus the on pace. Hold guy. on,
0: Wes. Wes, hold on. Let West. me
1: be. If the season ended today, guys, for you, you re- real quick. okay? Uh,
0: just, just help me if out, man. If the season
1: ended today, help me out, bro. The Pittsburgh Steelers are kings of the North.
0: Like I said, I'm just very confused. I just didn't think any of what I was experiencing last night and today were possible. I just thought that that was absolutely impossible. And if you were to, you know, say otherwise, then you had black and gold glasses on. You're a Tomlin apologist. You're a Canada apologist. You went to pick because you rocked with Kitty Pickett. You know, so I just thought it was that energy. So I was just really confused with everything. So I'm, I'm hopeful. That you could be my guide to educate me today. Yeah, you know when you travel, sometimes I might be jet lag. Maybe that's what it is. Well, I mean, I might be a little jet lag. As the one with,
1: uh, you know, as the one with the decade of NFL experience on this show, <laughs> let me break it all down for you with my keen
0: football eye. I, I did get a haircut. So I'm not got a good head you of did, hair today. Yeah. All right. I did too.
1: I got a little. I got. We both got haircuts. I got a little butchered. I mean, mine's a little bit you shorter you than you I clean. normally than I normally like it. But that's the good thing about hair is that it does. I've been told it it grows back. So yeah, you know, on occasion, I guess you'd rather have it cut a little bit short than than not short enough there, right. maybe. But, yes, Arthur Moats uh, real quick, just to, before we get into all these specifics, I think maybe to to sum it up best, can, can we get can we get Benjamin mm. Todd Roethlisberger in Wait a here minute. real quick? Hold on. And you know what? Offensive line. Who's laughing now, O-line? Hey, now. mozi
0: can I be honest with you for a second? Man, I, I was hopeful that you would because I need brutal honesty today. What
1: an objectively hilarious football game that was played on the North Shore yesterday.
0: That's a way to put it.
1: The Pittsburgh Steelers went eight quarters without scoring a touchdown. Still beat the Baltimore Ravens, who looked like they were gonna put up 30 points in the in the in the first quarter there. Mm-hmm. The Steelers, despite all these litany of things that you've just you know, Coach Tomlin stinks now, mm-hmm. all of his support staff stinks, mm-hmm. the team stinks, everybody except for TJ
0: Watt, right? He was yeah, all T.J., T.J. 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 T.J.
1: everybody but TJ stinks. Yeah. Steelers are ten and four in their last four, 14 games. Shh.
0: Stop saying that. That makes too much sense. Shh that doesn't fit the narrative that we're trying to push here. Shh, we didn't score 30 in 30 games, so shh, don't nobody care about that.
1: Okay, so let me ask you this for real because, you know, I missed you last week, our preview, our run-up to this game. Actually, hold on, one more real quick here because Mozi didn't get to hear this on Friday when I played it like seven times. Uh, he's got to hear Uh-oh. this too.
0: What's your fault? Baltimore. What? Baltimore. Baltimore? What's that? Look, it doesn't really matter, all right? It doesn't really matter. I, right? you know, it's how we doing Baltimore, Baltimore. like Baltimore.
1: <laughs> that game, there's so much to get into from that game. Uh, how it looked like after the first quarter, the Ravens were gonna score thirty some points, and man, they just couldn't be stopped. And they shot themselves in the foot once or twice.
0: You know what they say in church? Oh ye yeah, of little faith. Oh ye yeah, of cool. little continue. faith. Continue. Continue. I ain't gonna cut y'all. Continue
1: from the Steelers' offense that looked dead in the water. And then suddenly got that run game going. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly KP settled down and started making some plays. Mm -hmm. And then George Pickens doing what we know he can do Mm -hmm. and making a highlight play. The Steelers special team. you know, Danny Smith's another one of those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time something's going wrong for the Steelers, I ain't going to fire Danny Smith. He's just a bubblegum-chewing merchant. He doesn't know what he's doing. And then when the special teams does something like that and blows the game open and Ah, completely flips the script.
0: Ah, yes. people, People be quieter. Quieter than a church mouse. You know, that's that's, that's why that's my man's, though. That's why that's my man's.
1: Two. The absolute apoplectic reaction that everybody has because Matt Canada didn't punch the, the booth whenever the Steelers scored that touchdown. Well, he must have been upset. And Kenny called an audible there, Arthur Modes, and Matt Canada was upset that Kenny did it all on his... I mean, there is so much to unpack. Don't, don't
0: you love fans? From that 60... 60- I didn't yesterday. I haven't for the
1: last 18 hours.
0: But see, I, I do. I love it because for fans... I just want y'all to just rewind yourselves and watch yourselves, watch your mindset, watch your communications. And this is why when we say as players, as coaches, people in the building, we do not care about anything that y'all have to say as it pertains to X's and O's, this is why. Because fans are emotional, but they don't have the context of or the depth for the understanding, right? They just haven't done it as long as we have or as intently as we have. So when we talk patience, we're able to be a lot more patient because we understand four quarters of football, special teams, the flow of the game, stuff just happens. Whereas for fans, they don't understand that context consistently. They haven't been in enough of these situations hands-on to know, hey, man, slow your heart rate down. It's the first quarter, bro i seen teams get 28 points scored them in the first quarter and still lose. But but for a fan, if you've never experienced that consistently enough where you've been hands-on and you can go back to your personal reserves and say, no, we did it because of this, well, yeah, your natural reaction is going to be human nature. Survival, I got to panic. Ah!
1: And that was extra hilarious to me because mm-hmm. leading up to this game, everybody had the same mantra. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are just going to have to find a way to win an ugly, knockdown drag-out no, AFC but, North game. But that
0: game. was if you wanted the narrative to be that you want. You also had the other narrative, if the offense looks bad, then Canada gets fired. Maybe we should go out here and try to look bad. Maybe we should hope that they don't look well. I mean, that's also what was taking place out there. 100%. So will we talk about why, as players and coaches – We do not care about what fans and media have to say. This is why. The same people that was booing up and down were the same ones cheering on them last couple of drives. The same people that was talking bad about this defense were the same ones that were going crazy for all them dudes making plays in the second half. But as a player... This is why we talk about this, even back in training camp. We did always tell you. You can't allow the outside influences to dictate your preparation or your focus.
1: Kenny talked about that post. We talked about that, right? Talked about that post because, yeah. because
0: y'all look boo It's like we the worst people ever. Like, we spit on your mama. And then you'll tell us that we the greatest thing. Like, we the second coming of Jesus. And it can all be within two plays. I mean, that's the reality of it. That's it. It Like I said, it's a hard truth. It's you a, might not like the truth, it's but a long, it's a hard truth. It's a
1: long 60 minutes of football yeah. game, Arthur Motes. It's a long 60 minutes. It's,
0: it's only long. If you are uncertain about feelings, when you've lived this thing for nine years, when you've been doing this since you're four years old, 60 minutes isn't long, you're like, bro, I need more time because I'm not done putting hands on you just yet. And if you don't put hands on me, I need more time because I'm finna get my lick back.
1: And the Steelers got their lick back. But that's
0: the difference in mindset, though. I mean, 100%. Yeah. Because,
1: again, you're sitting there at the end of the first quarter, and you're looking at it, and, I mean, it was – 100-and-some yards to to 18 yards of total yeah. offense. Mm-hmm. The Ravens had three times as many first downs as uh-huh. the Steelers did, three times as many offensive yeah. plays, three yeah. times as many yards, all this stuff. Oh, yeah,
0: oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
1: But good thing, Arthur Motes.
0: Mm-hmm. Last time I checked you can't win a game in the first quarter. No, no, no. Fans would tell you that you can you can't. As, as long as as long as you score in the first quarter, you'll win and it's a thirty point play. I don't know if you know that because you gotta score thirty out the gate. Thirty out the gate.
1: Your first three drives have to be touchdowns. And then out about the gate about that, about that you need every other drive after that to be at least at mm-hmm. least three. At mm-hmm. least some kind of points there. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I kept thinking that, you know, I've shared this with you before. I think of this all the time. It's, you know, I had I had a hockey coach, Coach Jacobs, when I was growing Shout up. Shout the coach. Who would always tell us, right, you can't win. Win a game in the first period, but you can lose one in the first period. Mm-hmm. And man, maybe some of that creeping into the the Ravens as well too. I know. Listen, you guys heard Baltimore post game, and they're saying, "Oh, the Steelers, the Steelers didn't win that game. We lost it." Because and I, for- I always hate that logic. Okay, but they, man, they did leave a lot on the field there in the first half, and particularly in the first yeah. quarter. But some of that you have to credit the Steelers too. Of being able to bend but not break, right? I mean, there were there were a couple opportunities for Baltimore to really build a cushion there. And they had some, I mean, what? Mark Andrews dropped a touchdown pass, right? Bateman dropped a touchdown pass. Zay Nelson, Flowers. Nelson Aguilar dropped the dropped okay. what could have been a long gain touchdown pass. Zay Flowers falling over across the middle of the field, mm-hmm. like you said. But for all of those plays where Baltimore will look back at on the tape on the tape and say, "Yeah, we didn't execute here." There's also Joey Porter interception in the end zone. There's also T.J. Watt doing X and Y and Alex Highsmith doing... There's also Larry Ogunjobi sprinting down the field after Mm -hmm. Justice Hill to punch that ball out in a moment that really turned the tide. Oh, yeah. Like, like Miles Killibrew, rightfully so, that was kind of your game-changing moment, without a doubt. But Larry O deserves some credit for, for that moment in the first half as well, too. Again, when it felt like, okay, Baltimore might really build a cushion here. But that's why... I always hesitate, like, to me, uh uh-oh.
0: I'm listening. Here we go.
1: That always sounds like loser talk. And again, I know there's rhyme or reason. I I am not, listen, I am not ignoring the fact that Baltimore left a lot of points on the field early in that game of their own validity. But doesn't that kind of, don't you kind of do the Ace Ventura, loser thing there at times? Because the Steelers were responsible for some of that as well, too. Hill didn't just fumble the football running running down the middle. Hilario had to sprint back and get after that thing. Um, you know, the Ravens didn't snap it over their punter's head for the safety on special teams. Miles Killebrew had to go. Danny Smith, our guy, had to dial that up after noticing, hey, you know what, their punter hasn't been standing as deep. He's only going about 14 yards deep on these punts. I know Baltimore, they should be frustrated with what they with what they did, for sure. Um but Motzi, I think for every moment where Baltimore left one out there on the field, the Steelers were able to have tide turning type plays as well, too.
0: I agree. I just wonder why can't both things be true. Both
1: things are true. That's no, fair. No, but That's but, but, fair. but
0: think about it, right? The whole time you talk. Well, we do black and white. We don't do
1: any gray hair on this
0: show, Motzi. The whole time you're speaking, you're validating both things are truths. But yeah, then at I just the same time, I've argued with myself. Didn't yeah. I? But It's nothing wrong with that. That's, you know, just a part of that context thing, right? So when I think of it as a player, our mindset is very different, right? You look and you'll hear, you know, certain things come out. And first thought is, if we won, you're making an excuse, right? Because you're the losing side. And then if you won, then we're going to do the same things. and We're going to call it context. But at the end of the day, with both parties, both are true. For Baltimore, the jpj pick lamar jackson is looking at himself and he's saying was that jpj making a great play or was that me making a bad throw
1: why did i throw that up on third down
0: and it wasn't just that you threw it up because i don't mind the one-on-one you're trying to go to odell but the placement same thing we talk about with kenny right that was probably his worst throw of the day he just missed to the inside and in that throw you have to miss outside is that really jpj or is that on lamar in mm-hmm. terms of Lamar, how he views himself, because as players, well, sure. we comb through ourselves before we point the finger. And that's the thing we always talked about, that was different. We talked about that last yeah. week and Texas of the versus, game. Yeah, fans yeah. versus players. Fans point Matt Cannon and say, everything's exclusively on him or everything's exclusively on Kenny. As players, we say, no, man, it's less about them, more about me. What did I do? How could I have been better? Lamar's looking at that and saying, bro, that's 100% on me. That's not you, Odell. That's me. Justice Hill. You know what he's saying? Bro, ball security. That's not the first time you had a long run and have a D, uh, D lineman come from behind and try to punch, try out. punch out. Nah, yeah. that happens. That's what you coach. Big men run, little guys got to hit. But for Justice, he had a lapse in details. The same way we could look at Gunnar Osheskis and say the exact same thing, right? He's been hit yeah. ball side, blind side before, had a little bit of lapse with his technique, put the ball on the ground, right? Both things are still true, though. When I think of, for Baltimore they're going to look at this and say they have multiple missed opportunities. Absolutely. The Touchdowns because those are ones that we know for a fact were points. And points just change the flow of the game, change the momentum of the game.
1: Oh, you're up you're up fourteen yeah. nothing, ten right. nothing, whatever, it completely changes it.
0: But at the same time, you have to execute. And that's been what we've talked about this year. Because the same way they missed their throws in the sense of drops, we can say the same thing if we want to justify our misses. Man, Kenny was a little bit, he slipped on this. Oh, man, the protection was almost there on this. Oh, man, he just overthrew it. Those are all the same things. Near misses, are they not? It's just about how we want to perceive them. But for the player, like I said, we just cut down and get to the root, the nut and bolts of this thing. We're not trying to make it a right or wrong or what looks better. It's just simply, yo, they missed an opportunity. It happens. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. (laughs) Sometimes you get lucky and we call it long foul ball, like in baseball, right? It should have been a homer. Oh, long foul ball. The
1: wind's blowing a little bit more (laughs) in this direction. We
0: all right. We got up out of that one. And as you always say, they don't ask how, they ask how many. So for us as players, short-term memory, whether it's a good play or a bad play, you just roll. Because it's going to be some times where, man, I got beat, but I got lucky. It's going to be some times where you cook. It's going to be some times where you get lucky. But – At the end, the law of averages is going to come out. And that's the part where we talk about just being more consistent. And I thought in stadium, we were just more consistent for the four quarters. They started out a lot more consistent than we did, which is why they moved the ball up and down the field early in the game. Part of that also is when you haven't seen that offense in stadium, it's going to feel a lot faster than whatever you've practiced, whatever you've watched on tape. There is no simulating that. There is no simulating Lamar.
1: Sure. That's a
0: different animal. But you saw as the game progressed, third quarter, start to slow down for them dudes. You Start seeing Keanu Neal pushing up on it. Start seeing Quan Alexander push up, seeing push up on it. Start seeing TJ push up on it.
1: Linebackers played great. You see what I'm
0: saying? But it took time to get acclimated, and that's also part of why, as players, we have a lot more patience. So, for fans, you see the first quarter, you're like, bro, we about to get blown out 100 to zip. Oh, my God. You even said it yourself right, man. In the first quarter, man, all these yards was up this and that and that. There's nothing wrong with it. Because y'all haven't experienced that to understand that context, you're
1: looking at a good so one score game,
0: bro. I take this back to college when you face a military school, Virginia Military Institute. You don't see that type of spread, that type of option. It was just like it's just faster. So even though you practice, even though you simulate it, the first quarter and a half, bro, you're like, bro, are they in fast forward right now? Like, what is going on? My keys don't even look like my keys. But then it slows down, and once it slows down, you realize, bro, we got this. And what happened? Once it slowed down, we started to make more plays, Mm -hmm. started to win the line of scrimmage a lot more, more stout against the run, more consistent pressure, forced multiple turnovers. But that's why we keep saying as players, patience. Because you're never going to get consistency offensively, defensively, or special teams if the first sign of adversity, or whenever we have adversity, our response is fire this you player. Blanking. Oh my God, cut this guy. He's
1: all Oh my out there.
0: God, fire this dude. It's not going to work. If that's your approach, you're going to constantly reset where you're at every single time. And yeah, you might pray that you get lightning in a bottle, but how many times are you willing to risk that? Because right now, if you look at the past couple times we done done this then we're not shooting great. For all the man, we got to get him. We got to get Andrew. We got to be Eric Okay, we done went through Todd Haley, Randy Feigner, Y'all trying to get rid of candidate? We still ain't found one yet. So you catch hey, what we're didn't saying? did
1: like Ken Wisenhunt. Okay. did like Bruce Arians. So take your time.
0: <laughs> That's the Steelers' way. What they always say: We ain't trying to keep it with the Jimmies, and uh, we ain't keeping up with the Joneses. We do it our way, and we see our way can still work. No doubt. Now it I, might not be pretty.
1: I, I've got I've got one big you know, I, and I was sitting there yesterday in the post game and everything, and. You know, producing the show for Rob King and Charlie Batch in the booth. And I'm going back and forth on the optimism. Shout out to
0: Charlie, too, man. He was on my flight home. Was he? On my flight back to Pittsburgh. He's a
1: a hard-working man, that Charlie Batch. Him
0: and the one and only Mr. George Pickens. GP? Papa GP, ooh. shout out to Papa GP, senior. Papa, shout out to Papa GP. Papa yeah, GP, baby, senior. No, it,
1: it was good to see that. One. I love it. That's I awesome.
0: Said, ooh, chat, let's
1: go. I'm sitting there thinking about it, and I'm doing the the back the the, the optimism, the pessimism yeah. thing, and you know, kind of re uh, rehashing everything that happened there. I've got a. I've got a big glass half full take Ooh, for you.
0: Let's talk. Okay. That. I like when you talk like that. And
1: I'll tell you what it is when we come back here on the other side of the break. The tweets are rolling in. Keep those coming. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Moats on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. It's a
1: loaded show today. I mean, when you have a, a game like that against a rival, your chief most rival in the Baltimore Ravens, plenty to dissect as always. We'll continue to do that here over the next 90 minutes. Uh, the tweets are rolling in. Keep those coming. But Moatsy, before we went to break, I did a little old-fashioned radio tease for you and the people, mm-hmm. right? You could go optimism-pessimism with this game. You can look at it and some of the missed opportunities for Baltimore, and you could say the Steelers were fortunate to get away with that, and that's not going to happen every, every week. You can look at it the other way and say they took some of that into their own hands. They didn't blink. They stayed in the game. They found a way. That resilience that seems like it's been a, a theme for this team you know, over the last year and a half, all these different things. But on the surface— Here's why I'm I'm leaning towards the pessimistic or the optimistic part of me side like, oh, here. Hey now, Arthur Muggs. Remix. One, because you and I are optimistic people. I mean, you and I are always gonna look at that glass and say that it's half full. That's no, just No, it's
0: not as empty. That's the sky just, is
1: falling. That's just kind of how we would like to Doom and live gloom. life. If you wanna be miserable, that's fine. Be miserable with me. It's the duality <laughs> of man, right? But we just don't live in that space. I don't want to live in that space ever. And, and certainly not here on a victory Monday. Uh, mozi here's my reason for, for glass half full optimism. This is starting to feel a little bit like last year to me. Oh, where the defense showed that they have the capabilities of, of leading the way of winning you football games and where, you know, the offense was struggling to figure it out at the start. And then some of those things that we've talked about, Kenny getting more comfortable and starting to make the throws we know that he can make. The run game getting going as well, too, and the offensive line asserting their will, and then the big plays off of all of that when those things come together. I think we are at the point of the process maybe still where the Steelers were at the end of last season, but that's where I'm optimistic about this thing. Last year the Steelers started to get it all together. The offense started to improve. The defense when TJ Watt came back and was healthy were once again the unit that we thought that they could be.
0: They are who we thought they were. But you were 2 and 6. And you let them off the hook.
1: <laughs> it, Mozi, I'm not breaking any news here. It's tough in the NFL to have the type of season that you want to have when you go 2 and 6 in your first 8 games.
0: Strong possibility that you I know, are correct. I know, I know. Strong sh- strong possibility Shocking that you're correct.
1: right there. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's a heck of a hole to dig yourself. I'm looking at this and I'm going, okay, pretty soon here. Maybe after the bye week, if not, hopefully in in, in, in late October, early November, you're going to get Deontay Johnson back at some point, and that's going to be a big boost for this offense. I'm looking at the offensive line. Broderick Jones, I thought, had himself. If that's the starting point for Broderick Jones that we saw on Sunday, I am gonna. I think we're going to like what we see from him down the stretch. You saw more of Mount Washington getting involved out there as well, too. Get his feet wet and hopefully get Pat Fryermuth back. Cam Hayward at some point as well, too, right? You're hoping in the next few weeks or so. I'm looking at this and I'm saying you're in the bye week. You've got a chance to reset. And when you hit this point last year, you played much better post-bye week, right? I'm looking at this and I'm going, in the next five weeks, you only have to go out of town once. You're only traveling once in the next five weeks. You got bye week, then you go to LA, then you're home for three straight weeks. So you're home for four of the next five weeks after some long road trips to start the season, right? I'm optimistic that... If this offense can grow like we saw in the back half of last season, the O-line, the run game, Kenny, the weapons, if the defense can continue to do what they're doing, get Cam Hayward back in the fold, you're in a much better spot than you were last year. And I know that for some people that's not going to be good enough. It's got to be like you and I were laughing. It's got to be you got to win every game 35 to 3 and your quarterback has to throw 4 touchdowns of 400 yards and your defense has to force 4 turnovers and you have to absolutely dominate your opponent like it's Alabama versus Southwest Eastern Central Mississippi Community College. Community College. Thank you. Like it's JMU against Virginia. Go Dukes. I I'm optimistic that to use an old show term I am not going to sit here and lie and tell everybody it was a Mona Lisa yesterday or that it's been a Mona Lisa through the first five games. But you've taken two tough losses right on the chin. You are still 3-2. You've got the bye week. You've got 2-0 and o in the division, which we know always looms large in terms of tiebreakers and things like that that could, could come into play down the stretch. For me, that's my reason for optimism is that last year when you started to play better, when you started to figure it out, you were too submerged. You were too deep down in that water. But right now you're treading water and you're keeping your head above. You're keeping afloat while hopefully still your best footballs in front of you.
0: I mean, I agree. Um, That is the mindset. That's how I perceive it. I also, it's an expectations day. That's always been my big hang-up this whole season. And you've talked about that a
1: lot through the first month and a half of the season here.
0: Off-season expectations were one thing, right? We're supposed to continue on with what we saw at the end of last season. You talked about it, seven and two down the stretch, right?
1: Doesn't, Running always work. The ball, Doesn't always work that way.
0: But no, minimizing turnovers, right? We saw Kenny in the offense drastically decrease in turnovers. We saw the uptick in the run game. We saw an, an occasional explosive play we wanted more of, and we linked on our defense and special teams. That was the recipe in free agency. That was the recipe in the draft. Then we saw three preseason games and everybody lost their mind and said we're supposed to go to this pass-happy, score-30-a-game offense, right? Stay San friend see San Fran with they on.
1: Yeah, they not bad.
0: No, nah, but nobody wanted to believe They're that. They not bad. But no one wanted to believe that. That's cool. We saw Cleveland. No one wanted to believe that either. All right, cool. Texas. Man, Texas really got out of the Woo. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. But we remember Vegas. We remember what that felt like. We remember as crazy and as hard it as Cleveland played us, the end result. We know what Baltimore was in terms of coming in, the expectations that they've had, the excitement surrounding them, all their players. Ooh. We saw the end result of that, though. And my thing is, you even said it yourself, right? Past fourteen games, what ten and 4? 10 and four, and a very similar style of winning in all of those games, correct? Absolutely. Thirty wasn't scored, right? That's the that's the, <laughs> that's,
1: the, that's, that's the constant, right? That's another thing that people right? on social media Whoa, are repeating. Oh my and gosh,
0: non- we didn't score thirty in any of the games, man. So you mean to tell me we went ten and four without scoring thirty in them games, huh? So you are actually telling me that this recipe of keeping teams below twenty points can actually work?
1: Because this is a
0: 14-game sample size that we're talking about, right? Not a four-game sample right, size. Right, right. So, so I'm just going back and just proving again that if we want to go narrative, narrative is going to have you having bad expectations. Bad expectations are going to ultimately have your feelings getting hurt. And when your feelings get hurt, you're going to act not like yourself, like a Betty White commercial. You might need a Snickers. So if your expectations with this offense should score 30, then yeah, you're probably still not happy about being 10 and 4 in those 14 games, nor are you happy about what we've been seeing this season. But if you understanding where we were last year, the things that we are trying to implement and add this year, you would understand they are right where they're supposed to be. So four game sample size initially, it was very up and down Rocky. This was probably the best version of our offense that we see is it not this season we said first four games if you've been listening first four games you're trying to figure out personnel you're trying to figure out who is what who's available to me who's a real life and who's a pretender now we get to the phase where it's like okay now let's start to implement now let's start to work our concepts the things that we feel good about you don't have that information in the first four games you play San Fran week one at the week one we thought everything was terrible It's the San Francisco 49ers, though. We didn't know what they were. Now we have a larger sample size. Cleveland. We're like, all right, we won. But, man, is Cleveland like that on defense? We got a larger sample size, right? So now we finally got to a part where we got a groove. And we saw what that groove can do. We saw Jalen Warren. Man. Let me guess that was all on Matt Canada. Or no, no, that was all on Kenny Pickett, too, right? Kenny Pickett checked all them type of calls. He he designed all them type of things where it was a little delay for a check release for Jalen Warren. He definitely designed all that type of stuff, right? That, 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 that couldn't have been on Canada at all. Canada could not have been thinking, let me try to get Jalen more and more involved, right? He couldn't have been thinking that because Najee was still available. Najee was still out there. He couldn't have been saying, let me actually evolve. Let me actually call certain plays that are tendency breakers like some of these inside runs that we saw with Jalen Warren because the same way we talk about how predictable Matt Canada is, right? Every time now is on the field, it's a run or it's going to be, you know, he's going to take that little flat pass. And every time Jalen Warren on the field, it's a pass player. He, he blocking. Oh. So what do we start to get? Inside runs? Oh, don't forget, Jalen Warren, he's too little to be a number one running back. He can't take them inside carries. I don't know if you saw that. But we saw him do that, right? Inside the tackles, Not outside bad. the tackles. Not we saw bad. him get into the flat get the ball to him early you think that wasn't by design hey kenny ignore your receivers down the field we want to get you that we're going to get it to jay Warren. that's something that your coordinator says hey we're trying to get 30 to ball Might early help here. set up
1: that cover zero hey, at the end of the game let's get
0: 30 out here early okay let's do that oh but no 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 that's context right it goes both ways we can't only talk context when it's bad sometimes you gotta talk context when it's good that's the context that's the growth that's the development from canada the coordinator as a whole, man, this offense is not going to just score 30 overnight. This is the National Football League. Period. You look globally in the league. How many teams are scoring 30 every single week and winning every single week? It's not how it happens in the NFL.
1: Even even to the it's Buffalo how it Bills happens. this past week. It's
0: not how it happens, <laughs> man. It's not how it happens. This is a very, very, very competitive
1: league. The Niners. One team. Yeah. And they've been to, what, four of the last five NFC championship Mm -hmm. games and Mm
0: -hmm. a Super Bowl in there. And even when you look at their method. Would have
1: probably gone to the Super Bowl last year if they would have had a healthy quarterback. Yeah,
0: but even when you look at their method. Their method isn't we're going to sling the ball 50 times in the game. No, it's not. They play defense. They get turnovers. They run the ball, and they hit the occasional shots. Mm-hmm. Like we said Philadelphia does. Mm-hmm. Like we said the Kansas City Chiefs have started to do. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about the Buffalo Bills having to evolve, to. We saw Joe Burrow evolve <laughs> to that. We're seeing Lamar try to start evolving to that. I thought that he played a dope game. His receivers really didn't help him out. But I thought that that was probably the best version that I've seen of Lamar in terms of just being patient in the pocket. But that's the he natural progression. Right. As much as he does. That's the natural progression for these style of offenses, for these quarterbacks that are very explosive. But it takes time. It's very, very tough, man. It's very, very challenging. But that's the concept that we have to understand. I know we're very passionate about. I know we want it so bad. But this is the National Football League. And I don't know if you know this also, Wes, but you can still th- – you can score 30 and actually lose a game, Still lose? Too. I, I, I don't know if you know that. I just wanted to just throw that out there. You I can remember, score 30 and lose, though. I remember
1: one time a few years ago you there was score this, 30 there and was lose, this Rams-Chiefs game where the final score was – They scored 60. What, like 48 <laughs> to 45, I think, yeah, was the final yeah. score?
0: I'm just saying, you can score a lot of points and still lose a game, man. More than one way is to bake a cake. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. I, I know it's not sexy because I know y'all said that, hey, this is not the 2000. When you can't win games holding teams under 20 points, that's impossible. That's impossible to do, especially for league MVPs. You whoo, and Odell Beckham's and, and Zay Flowers and, and Mark and Whoa, you know you can't do that now. Hey, how many? What was the score yesterday? I I, I just I forgot. Uh, 17 No 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 no. I said the score. Oh,
1: thirty-seven to thirty. Oh, that, wait,
0: no. Because I could have sworn that you can't hold teams that are under 20 points in the NFL. It's just impossible to do. It's just the teams are too talented. The, the offenses are too good. The rules are set up. I mean, these explosive quarterbacks, they can throw, they can run. I mean, you know how it is, man. It's, it's no way that you can hold a team under 30 points. No way. Impossible. So what would you say was the score again? At one point it was 10-5. to five. No, 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 no. Felt like no, the top no. of the seventh inning. No, <laughs> felt like the top no, of the seventh inning. Ten to five. No. We'll go to the so, bottom so, of the seventh. So you mean to tell me you can play defense? What? What? No way! I refuse to believe that there wasn't thirty points scored on us because you can't win a game in twenty twenty three unless you score thirty.
1: Ah, Pirates Orioles here. It's ten to five See, in I the mean, bottom of the seventh. Inning. So,
0: so was I lied to all last week? Because you know I wasn't on air, so I had to listen to everybody. That's else. Right. Not you. I That's had to listen right. to other people. I don't, you know, you the homie, so it's different. Arthur Motes, You know? But but everybody I was listening to told me it's impossible to win a game trying to hold a team under 20 points. Because it's impossible because the rules, because the talent. It's just way too much. It's a passing league. You you can't hold no team. That defense, defense is out there for just, just exercise. That's it. So I was really confused. I'm sorry. I'm just really confused.
1: I don't know This is what it's called. I just totally butchered that. Hold on. Let's try this again. I don't know what it's called. I just know the sound it makes when it lies. Mm-mm-mm. We'll close out the first hour of the show on the other side. Get those tweets rolling in. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Moats on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: All right, we got to wrap up the first hour of the show here because we, uh, you know, Motes and I tend to do this. We go a little long-winded in our first two segments, particularly on a Victory Monday. Okay? What's up, Monday? I mean, Victory! It feels good. I mean, you know feels real good because, you know what, too? Um, That's the first time we've gotten to do this on a Monday all season because the Browns game was on a Monday, right, which means that you and I had no show Tuesday because it was a Mike Tomlin press conference day, so we had to wait till Wednesday to do our victory shout. And then, I don't know, you folks might have heard, on the way back from Vegas, (laughs) might have gotten delayed a little bit, might have gotten delayed a little bit. And uh, yeah, so we didn't have a Monday show because one of us was literally just landing in in Pittsburgh as the show would have ended. Uh, and then Tuesday Mike Tom and press conference so we had to wait until Wednesday again. By the way, can I tell you something funny before we go, before we go to break here? You know, after the uh the situation' with traveling home from from Vegas, I you know, you and I talked about it. we kind of shared the tale and a, yeah. a little bit here. On the show the next day, just just discussed it briefly to get us going on that show on Wednesday it would have been, and I referenced a few times how we were stuck on the runway, stuck on the runway, nine hours. All this happened on the runway, that happened on the runway, different things. I got a message on Facebook from somebody.
0: What? Facebook Shout out to too? The Facebook messages too, bro? Do you ever get a Facebook phone calls? Like, yo, who's calling me on Facebook? I do. Why are and you calling me? Stop it. You know. <laughs> You know how Pat Pat McAfee he always says it's
1: it's one group of people who, who dislike me. Uh oh. I don't know if I could say it here on this show, all right. <laughs> but it's always that same group of people. Same group of people. When you get a Facebook message from somebody, it ain't hey, Twitter. It
0: so type of way. Bro. It ain't
1: Twitter. <laughs> it, was so real. it ain't Instagram. Was so real. it's usually from somebody who's like old enough to be my grandpa.
0: It was real. I know they talked about you giggling and laughing. Sent, and, uh,
1: sent me a whole paragraph uh-oh. about how I need to learn my airplane terminology. Oh, oh. You were not stuck on the runway. You were stuck on the tarmac because if you were stuck oh, on the runway, you would have gotten hit. But that's where the planes take off and land. Oh, you would have gotten.
0: My God. <laughs> Can you expose said individual? Don't no, do that. No, I'll show you. I'll show you. During, no, I'll no, show you no, during no. no I don't want to see it. I'll show you uh, uh, no, no, no. I'm staying out of it. I'm staying out of it. But so I do agree. It was agree. the runway.
1: All right. Sorry, sorry. Now I just did it again. Now I'm going to get another message. It was the tarmac, not the runway. Because if I was sitting on the runway for nine hours, I would have gotten hit by other planes. Learn your airplane terminology. <sighs>
0: But anyways, you're first victory, West. first
1: victory Monday we've had all season. If you can't,
0: just, if you just big time. If bro. you can't tell, just, victory. Big, that's, that's why you get that type of yeah. <laughs> victory. <laughs>
1: when, when I when I when I check my Facebook messages and bro. don't have a DM. Victory. All right, that's an hour of the books. Another hour to go. We'll get to more of your reaction. You my inspiration. More about
0: this game. <laughs> I'm be like you when I grow up.
1: <laughs> You know where to get at us if you want to get involved. Wesley Euler, Arthur Votes. Victory!
0: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25.